Shalom, greetings, everybody. This is Pastor David Swigerty and uh, the present future or prophecy in motion with the second episode. Last episode, I mentioned to you in Revelation chapter 4 that the church was now in heaven, and you read there where John was told to come up hither or come up here, and I will show you the things that are going to come to pass. I mentioned that for this reason. In Revelation chapter 11, we read that same statement being made again in verse 11 and 12, I believe it is, where the two prophets who are prophesying during the first three and a half years of, of tribulation uh, are martyred, they are slain, and they lie in state in Jerusalem. And the scripture says that after three, three and a half days of lying in state where the people were able to pass by and view their bodies, that the Spirit of God came in them, and a voice from heaven said, Come up here. When you do a word study on that statement, those same words are used in chapter four, in the beginning of chapter 4 that are used here for those two prophets. And the scripture says that when that voice spoke and said, come up here, the people literally watched, and no doubt the cameras of the world will be focused on them. When the voice said, come up here, the people watched those two prophets come to life and ascend into heaven the same way Jesus did from the Mount of Olives. The same words are used in chapter 4 when John the Revelator was said or told to come up here, uh, as was mentioned in chapter 11. So that is the church being called out of this world, resurrected like the two prophets. So I'll get back to them again another day, but I wanted to let you know that there are more than one scripture to back these things up. As I mentioned in the first podcast, I believe in post-resurrection or rapture before the seven-year tribulation period begins. Uh, In chapter 5 of the book of Revelation, we see the church in worship. They're worshiping the Lamb of God who was worthy to take the book that was sealed. He was able to take it, to open it, and to begin to read therein. And we see in chapter 5, the 24 elders around the throne gather with the thrones of heaven, and they begin to worship the Lamb, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. So there is a sevenfold perfection of praise. Blessing and honor and glory, power unto him that sits upon the throne unto the Lamb forever and ever. So they cried out in worship, uh, Worthy is the Lamb 
that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessings. So we see the sevenfold perfection of praise as the Son of God is now worshipped for being worthy to open the book and to open the seals. When the seals begin to open, they are in succession. They're overlapping. One will start, another will overlap it, Uh, The third will come along and overlap that one, and then the fourth. Uh, They are progressive. And it's interesting to note that these statistics are old. They're not new, but uh, from some time ago, there was a survey done by an organization, and they asked people, do you believe? And they gave them several things to answer yes or no to. The first one was, do you believe in a physical resurrection? Remember, this is several years ago now. But 54% then said, no, we do not believe in a physical resurrection. They were asked, do you believe in the virgin birth? 56% then said, no, we do not believe that. They were asked another question, do you believe in heaven and hell? 71% said, no. I don't believe that. They were asked another question. Do you believe in the deity of Jesus Christ? 89% said, no, we do not believe that. And the final question was, do you believe in the second coming of the Lord? And 99% of those surveyed said, no, we don't believe that. When in fact, there are some 300 and 16 New Testament scriptural references to the Lord's return to this earth again. But in chapter 5, he's honored because the thrones of the believers are now in heaven, and he's being honored because he was worthy to open the seal that no man could open. And that leads us into chapter 6. When the church is caught out of this world, there's a celebration going on in heaven, But things still continue on planet Earth. And the scripture says that the seals began to be open. And John said, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four living beasts saying, Come. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown that was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now, some people would read that and just on the surface would say, he comes in on a white horse, and they say, well, that must be Christ. But that is not true. Remember, these are seals of judgment that are beginning to be poured out on planet Earth. And the white horse represents a false peace that will come on planet Earth. There will be some, some forms of negotiations and the Jewish people will make a temporary peace with their enemies. Uh, there will be peace made around the world. There will be uh, a forging of religions together. And there will be one leader over all religions of the world. It's called the One World Church. Uh, there will be uh, ten kings that are appointed, or ten men 
of great power, will be uh, will be appointed as basically kings. It might uh, represent the United Nations, but the men will have authority. But they will give their authority over to one called the Antichrist, and they will surrender power to him. But all of this plays into a one form of peace that's being perpetrated on the people that are on planet Earth after the church is now in heaven. So the first horse is a white horse. If you notice here, he comes in with a bow in a hand, but he has no arrow with him. He has a crown that was given to him. Men have placed on him uh, the crown of kingship on the earth. He is a false peacemaker. He obtains his authority by flattery. He has a bow but no arrow, and this was not to make war, but he's to come to sell men on peace. His crown will be a crown of a victor, and it will be a bloodless victory. There will be an agreement where the parties come together and they agree for some kind of peace uh, treaty among them. And this man will obtain by flattery because his victories will literally dazzle the world. He's coming as a false prophet or priest. He comes with false, uh, with, with false reasons to sell men a peace treaty that will be damnable. But the people will accept it because they're longing for peace. If you just see what's happening uh, in the last few weeks with the riots starting in Minneapolis and spreading quickly around the United States and even into Europe. Uh, the riots have started taking place. And numerous times on television during different newscasts, the, words, the word anarchy was used liberally. Anarchy simply means lawlessness, not obeying authority. They will begin to act lawlessly and dangerously, and we've seen that playing out uh, around the world and especially throughout our country. And now the, the people are determined, it seems, to defund the police departments across the country. All of these things are leading to some false narrative that the world is going to see this great utopia of peace made by men, but it will be short-lived and it will definitely be a false peace. Because unless the Prince of Peace comes back to bring peace with him to planet Earth, there will be no lasting peace. But during this treaty of peace that comes, the Jewish people will come into agreement with some form of peace treaty, but they will realize into that treaty shortly thereafter that they've been deceived and that there is no peace that they can live with. So it will be a short-lived peace, and people will be very disappointed when they begin to see how it is falling apart. And on the heels of that, the red horse will appear. Now, this red horse represents war. Uh, he will give. He will come with a great sword, with a with the power to take peace away. The sword itself 
is a symbol of war, and the color of the horse is the symbol of blood. The war horse represents a period of time when people realize that their peace treaty is falling apart. They will turn on one another, and then we will see bloodshed, not only around our country, but around the world. Because remember, this uh, catching away of the believers is a worldwide happening, and people from around the world will be affected by it. Uh, Many will be frightened because they realize uh, that they missed the catching away. Others will be angry because they don't know what's happening, and many will be just see in a state of confusion because there's so many people that are no longer here, and they don't know what happened, they don't know what to believe, and they'll start turning on one another. So the red horse is representative now of peace that has been taken from the people. They have no security anymore, and they do not know who to trust any longer. And men will turn on men, and it will be the beginning of great bloodshed. But that's not all. That leads to the next two. The third one is a black horse, and the black horse represents famine. I want to talk more about that in another podcast, because we're seeing that played out right now on the world scene. The famine is simply uh, rationing, and the scripture says here in Revelation that even a measure of wheat will be sold for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. Let me paraphrase that a bit. You know, we saw through the pandemic and the uh, mandate to stay in our homes, we saw people hoarding toilet tissue. Now, if you think toilet tissue was a high commodity, there's coming a day when a loaf of bread might be worth 20 or $30 a loaf. That's real famine. And that's what we're facing. That's what the world is facing. But by faith, we trust in the Lord. Have your, have your sins uh, covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus. Be prepared and spiritually listen for the trump of God to sound. A lot of things are beginning to unfold, and they will unfold rapidly, I believe, from this point forward. But as I read to you in Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, the time is now. If ever there was a time for believers to make sure they're prepared and oil in their lamps, now is the time to do that. Ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you of all your sins and live in a state of expectancy. Because when we least expect it, the trump of God will sound. The dead in Christ will rise first, and then those who remain alive in the Lord will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. That's all for today. May the good Lord bless you. May you stay safe, and may you be free from fear, casting all your cares upon the Lord Jesus, because he cares for you. God bless. Until the next time, this is Pastor Swaggerty. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.